I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. How many times have you heard someone say, my spouse needs to change this or change that? It can be so easy to notice what your mate needs to work on, but many times real progress is made in the relationship when you start working on yourself. I'm John Fuller. I'm joined by Dr. Greg Smalley. He and his wife, Erin, lead our marriage team. And let's go ahead and return to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Pam and Bill Farrell. Uh, this is from a broadcast titled Thriving in the Early Years of Marriage. And uh, you can download the entire conversation for free from our website uh, to share with a friend. We'll have a link for it in the show notes. Um, let's listen as Bill and Pam uh, share how they learned to work on themselves instead of complaining about each other. Bill and Pam, welcome back to Focus on the Family. Thanks. It's such Thank a joy you. to be here. You know, Focus helped build our marriage because we came from such crazy backgrounds. We would tune mm-hmm. in every day. And now we're here being able to help other couples. It's wonderful to be able to mm-hmm. boomerang that back. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times in the first five years of our marriage we asked the question, so did you hear Focus today? Right, yeah. <laughs> because it became a part of our family conversation, yeah. helping mm-hmm. us develop the skills we're talking about That's today. Right. Wow, it's so good. And Dr. Dobson did such a great job with guests yeah. that came in mm-hmm. talking about about the area of marriage, and, and we get that when we travel quite a bit. People mm-hmm. will talk about what they've learned, and that's that's a privilege. And we want to say thank you to those that pray and support us financially, yeah, donors because that make makes a difference. a difference. I think as we move forward in the culture, the strengthening of family, Christian families in the culture, is going to become more and more important as the culture um, does less and less to invest in family. And I think it'll be God's design as we move forward to be a witness to the world. Um, That's a different topic, but let's pick up from where we left off last time. Um, We were talking about selfishness and Johnny, it was good of you to say you're so selfless. (laughs) I don't recall saying that, Jim, but but I'll continue staying married so God works on that aspect of life. We talked about what women need in that relationship, that ability for a man to say basically, is this a problem solving moment or you just need me to say, uh-huh, and for women to realize that they're men, uh, we have fragile egos, and we really need the uh, affirmation of right. our... Well, cheerleader for yeah, you, Yeah, we need the cheerleader right. stuff like, Jim, There's no secret why flirting works. That's right. Because when a woman flirts with her man, he gets this sense of confidence. He gets this, uh, this sense that, you know what, somebody in my life believes in me. I don't have to compete with everybody in my life. Because hmm. when we go to work, we know we're competing. When we are in a sporting event, we know we're competing. Often when the guys get together, we banter with each other because we're competing with one another. 
But when we go home and there's a woman at home flirting with us, we're like, oh, I don't have to compete with this one. She's mm -hmm. proud of me. She believes in me. She sees in me what other people don't see. Yeah. Okay, but the question in that is why after a couple of years maybe, maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months for newlyweds, that begins to diminish the desire hmm. to flirt that way. Because now, I mean, I'm seeing this guy in the morning when he's eating his oatmeal, yeah, and it's not a pleasant sight. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> but like we all got used to living with ourselves. Like, right. like I know there's areas in my life when I put effort into them, they grow really fast. It's exciting. There's other areas in my life. I put an enormous amount of effort and it moves an inch. And I've gotten used to that in me. Suddenly I bring somebody else into my life that's got the same thing going in her mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And I'm not as patient with her slow growing stuff as I am my slow growing stuff. And Ooh, so we have this it. principle <laughs> that if you ask, you know, Pam and Bill, what is it when you boil it all down that made two people from such dysfunctional homes be able to have a happy marriage 35 years later? What did you do as newlyweds? What was the key? We would say we were tough on ourselves and tender on our spouse mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. counterintuitive. When you get into conflict, what you want to do is be tough on your spouse. Like, you need to change and you need to fix this. And if you were in God's word, you would be listening and he would like straighten you up. <laughs> and uh, But we don't look Sounds in the like mirror. Sounds like you've said that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well rehearsed. Like music in my ears, yeah. son. And, but we don't oftentimes stop and look in the mirror and say, okay, what's my part in all this? And so we tend to be, by nature, tough on our mate and tender on ourselves. But we need to turn it around and say, okay, God, what do you need to do in me to grow me up so that this can get worked out in our relationship? What's my side of the equation? Mm -hmm. What can you mature in me so that our marriage is stronger? And if a newlywed, either a, a wife or a husband, if they're both doing that, then that means their relationship is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger every year. If they just give in to being tough on their spouse and tender on themselves – they're going to pull apart and they're going to become a statistic. I mean, mm. one of the reasons we wrote first five years of marriage is because one in four marriages don't even make it out of the first five years. One they, in four. Yeah, they fall wow. apart before they well, get started. And, and what you're really saying there, uh, you know, so often we have a difficult time connecting scripture to our real lives mm -hmm. because we think that's, well, that's kind of poetry and, you know, we don't mm -hmm. understand that it's real. Mm -hmm. But you're saying in a different way what the Lord said specifically, and that is, Take the log out of your own eye before yes. you take the speck out of your spouse's mm -hmm. eye. That's right. In this context, right. in your yeah. marriage, that's exactly yeah. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about how marriage helps us be selfless, like it is an act of faith for me to say, if I work on me and I become the husband that I should become, I can trust God to help Pam become the wife she needs to be. And if I say, okay, if I work on me and become the wife that God has called me to, I can trust God is going to be doing that same thing for my husband. Now, th that sounds good, and that works for 24, 48 hours, and now the husband has said something that has uh, really created in you a less of a desire to do that. He's annoyed you, and now oh, you're saying, yeah. okay, I'm not going to be that wife I need to be. You start rationalizing in that direction, yeah. don't you? Rather yeah. than staying the course and saying, regardless of how he responds right. or she responds, I'm still going to be the, the man or the woman that my spouse needs. Right, because yeah. there's no downside. If we choose to be the person that God created us to be, the very best us, that even if the worst happens and that relationship falls apart, which it probably won't because love wins out, um, but 
we become people that people want to be around. Like mm-hmm. if we have the fruit of the spirit in our life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, people are going to want to hang out with us. But if mm-hmm. we have the opposite going on, yeah, our husband's not going to want to hang out with us. And probably our friends won't want to either. And we become toxic. Well, Greg, our theme this month for the podcast is marriage preparation. And uh, go ahead and speak to what Bill and Pam talked about. How can I know if that person I'm really interested in is uh, willing to work on themselves as we date and maybe head toward marriage? You know, John, several years ago, our oldest daughter, Taylor, um, was thinking she was about to celebrate her third wedding anniversary Instead, her then husband said uh, he was done and he walked away Hmm. from their marriage and they ended up divorced. And for me, part of the the devastation was this this was a man who told me that he would never do that, that he was committed to my daughter for a lifetime. So he, he, he said all the right things. And, and so part of me has been a little cynical over the past couple of years going, oh, yeah, these guys who asked for my blessing to marry my daughter, I have three daughters, oh, they're going to tell me what I want to hear. They're going to say the words, but how do you really know if they mm-hmm. mean that? And so kind of this has been just a, a journey that I've been on with the Lord to go, God, what? Okay, so what's the evidence? In, in many ways, what's the evidence that we're willing to do self-improvement? And you know, as, as, as I've thought about this, um, commitment sort of walked out, I would say, is our willingness to keep improving, to keep growing, to d- dealing with those rough edges. God, how are you growing me to be more like your son, to be more Christ-like? You know, for me, I've had a another young man come to ask for my middle daughter's hand in marriage, and, and so this really helped me clarify instead of going, well, yeah, will you be faithful? Will you be, you know, with her for the, you know, you're looking for somebody that's in it for the long haul. Um, Instead of asking that, what I then was looking for is this a person who is humble? Are they teachable? Um, Are they growth minded? In other words, is this someone that as I've gotten to know him is talking about, I read this book and, you know, I went to this conference and I'm studying this and, and, and here's what I'm, I'm learning. Um, you know, to where someone can be honest, I've, I've asked, um, my soon to be new son-in-law, you know, well, what, what are your strengths? What, what are your weaknesses? And to be able to have him then articulate, okay, here's some challenges in my life. Here's some growth areas. Here's some weaknesses that I have to deal with. Okay, so what are you doing about that? And and are you going to counseling? Hmm. Are you being mentored? I, I think those are the kinds of things that that to me point to a person that is really interested in self improvement. And I actually think that's a better predictor then of of someone's long term commitment versus just saying, Oh yeah, I I believe yeah. in lifelong marriage, and I swear I'll do that. It's really noticing those things. Mm-hmm. Are, do they display grit? In other words, am I willing to do whatever it takes to get something done? Yeah. And it, that's been huge for me just to think about those things, especially in my own life as it applies to my marriage to Aaron, but also to young men who are wanting to marry my daughter. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And if I were going to sum up what I've heard you say, it's... Um, 
if you're headed toward a serious relationship, take opportunities to ask yourself, does this person show a long-term ability in any part of their life? Are, Are they driven in something of life where you can see, yeah, they really are passionate and they're willing to work to get the outcome. Yes. Are they interested in self-improvement and what is the evidence of that? Well, that's some great wisdom. And to hear more from Bill and Pam Farrell, be sure to request uh, their book, The First Five Years. We'll send that to you for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount. And the link is in the show notes. And to find out how you're doing as a couple, if you both want to improve, I hope you do, um, a great starting point would be to take our free marriage assessment. It uh, only requires a few minutes of your time, and then it does cover a variety of topics and gives you some areas to grow in. Um, That's going to be linked in the episode notes as well. More from the Farrells next time. Right now, on behalf of Greg and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Thank you.